Well, hey, welcome back to the Kingsway Podcast. Thanks again for checking us out. Um, as we always say here at Kingsway, we love to learn, whether that's through the Bible, other books we're reading, podcasts we're listening to, just conversations we're having here around the building together. Um, and so we created this podcast as a way to include you in those conversations. And our hope is that not only do you enjoy listening to us talk about these things, ramble on and on about them, not only do you pick up a few things just by listening to us, but maybe that we spark your curiosity a little bit, inspire you to dig a little bit deeper into these topics on your own at home. This uh, special Monday release episode is part two of the discussion that Trevor, John, and Jesse started um, on Thursday of how to be a man. And man, there is some good stuff in here, stuff I'm still kind of thinking about a week after we recorded it. And so I hope that you enjoy it. Um, I'm excited to hear what you think about it. So let's get to it. All right. Welcome back to the Kingsway podcast, part two of kind of how to be a man or what does it mean to be a man? Um, I hope that you've listened to part one before you've jumped in here. Um, You would know then that we have Jesse and John here. Um, our special guests and our not so special. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh, no. That is completely okay. Jesse's very special. Oh. And then, and then we have our man behind oh. the camera, Jed, Jedediah. Hey. What's up? Uh, Jed, you listened to the first uh, conversation. Anything stick out from the first part that you're like, oh, that was, that was pretty good. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, we just talked about it. just trying to get people, maybe if they're just tuning in now, to like, hey, you need to go back and check it out. Or maybe just a reminder of what we talked about, any thought that stuck out to you? Nothing. Um, no, I think for me, it's really good um, just hearing, especially a lot of John's thoughts and going back to mm-hmm. um, when you asked him kind of if he would do anything differently. Because I feel like similar to Jesse, I'm like right there in yeah. what he was talking about. You know, I'm 24 mm-hmm. and I'm I, I really, um, really appreciated, John, your thoughts on just really tuning into the Holy Spirit in in the you know in these times where i'm in right now and just mm. um really working on on listening to him and mm. um just knowing jesus really well right now in this time so i think for me that's, that's it yeah i'll put that to both of you any i mean we just yeah you know, obviously we just recorded those and we have those thoughts but i mean you know the thing that sticks out to me is just how I feel more confident and less confident every day about what it means to be a man, if that makes sense. And there are just times that I get sort of, well, and, and I mean, I mean that in the best yeah. of ways. Like I, yeah. I definitely feel like I know and I am better, right? but I just, I recognize I'm so far from what yeah. sometimes I wish I could. That's be. part of the, I think the Christian maturity experience, and you read that in Paul's writing, we're talking about Paul's writing before we came on here, but I think the closer you get to Christ, the more you see your own imperfections mm-hmm. and really the more humble yeah. it should make you. Yeah. Uh, anybody that professes to be a mature Christian and is not humble, they've got some issues mm. probably. So I definitely know that the gospel goes deeper into my heart and it yeah. definitely finds the darker places because that's what's been untouched. Nothing on the surface is left untouched, but mm-hmm. the deep places and the selfishness that we talked about, it's yeah, that's normally at the center. And that's hard to get rid of. It's so hard. Holy Spirit has to work over time. Yep. And for you, especially. No, but, especially. <laughs> but for all of us, really. I think it's so true. This has been my thought on this, too, of like, 
and maybe you can speak to this, but like when I was young, I, I had this hope that someday I'd down the line, I'd be able to be more selfish. Yeah. And then I'm recognizing that the longer I live, like there's never going to be a time that if I want to live with significance that I will. Wow. And yeah. so letting that even die at a deeper mm. level so is harder for me. Cause I, you know, I, yeah. I had a dream to be some sort of professional athlete or, mm. you know, have these, and then it's like, I look at myself in the mirror now and I go, I am every sitcom. I am King of Queens. That's what I, I, I you know what I mean? Like, I, and I love Kevin. I'm not trying to, say, but I mean, I mean, does that make sense though? Like letting those little pieces that I thought would be the reason I was going to find success or significance. Well, I don't know what King of Queens is. Is that a TV? It's, it's an old sitcom where the guy's heavy set. You know that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I normally, the guy who doesn't know yeah. I'm so excited that you know. I know. <laughs> well, it'd be more like the family matters or, you know, just the, the dad that has the dad bod that, you know, speaks of his time of being oh. the varsity athlete, but nobody looks at him now and goes, well, you were an athlete. Like, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, is that, do you find that in yourself? Maybe do you have goals or aspirations that you have to let die sometimes? Cause you realize they're not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's part of the maturation process. Sorry. I mean, that's part of just growing old or something you have to let go of. Mm. You know, you're, you're never going to be that's painful. this. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But you discover there's other things that God has in store for you that are probably way better than what you thought. What you wanted. So yeah. what he wanted was better than what I wanted, but right. he's got a pride out of my hands to give it to me. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes he has to do it in ways that are extremely painful. Gosh, Can I ask yeah. a question? Yeah. What, what do healthy goals look like then? <laughs> I think question. they're goals that are about something other than yourself. Oh, uh, cool. Something other. They're about you're about the your your family, about your spouse, about your church. Mm. I think that's a, that's a good goal to have. Um, you know. I think being kingdom minded about those around you, looking yeah. at them more like, I mean, what, what was Jesus goal for everybody? Yeah. You know, his goal was to get them into the kingdom. Yeah. And the more, and I'm really working on, I'm trying to work on this. The more you can have that mindset mm -hmm. of, wow. of, you know, what are looking at them like Jesus, mm -hmm. or, you know, and trying to make sure as best you can that they see Christ in your actions and how you speak and what you do wow. and what you say and how you say it. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, no, but yeah. that's, that's, and it, it, what's funny is the, the, the longer you're in a relationship with some, somebody, the more evidence there is to the truth of what you're, or to the contrary. So just mm -hmm. give you an example. If I'm friends with someone for 25 years, um, they know me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've seen me progress, mature, but they know the consistencies in my life. Positive. Yeah and negative <laughs> yeah you know and i think the maturity process really gets put to the fire and that's why one of the reasons mm -hmm. we mentioned marriage that's because that style of relationship does that more than anything you, you have the same fight in marriage all the time because there's the same selfishness in me that she keeps that's calling just, out that she sees that mm -hmm. i know i keep acting on mm -hmm. and she's patiently loving me patiently calling out of me patiently saying this this hurts our relationship or hurts our family and i have to learn how to let go or or not yeah. yeah. And down. I heard a preacher say one time, and I wrote my dad a, a note before he died. And he was a, my dad was a man. He was a real, mm -hmm. he was a gentle, loving man. But uh, this preacher said, and it was true about my father, and I hope it's true about me. I hope it's true about mm -hmm. all of us here is do those that know you the best respect you the most? Ooh. Do those who know you the best 
respect you the most. And uh, I see that at the office. You know, if, if you yeah. got somebody like a secretary or somebody that's been around you for, you know, in the hard times, you know, mm-hmm. when something went really wrong on a case or in, in your at your job site or whatever. Yeah. And you got them aside and said, hey, just tell me the truth. What do you what do you think about this guy? And, you know, there's a lot of guys I'm, I'm thinking about lawyers because wow. I know a lot of lawyers. They may make a lot of money. They have no respect. They have, but the people around them have no respect because they just fly off the handle. They're always demanding this. They, they, you know, they have these unreal expectations. They're very selfish. And what I would hope as a Christian is do those who know you the best respect you the most. Mm, and if you can say that, if you can really say that, if, if the people around you can say it, not about yourself, but people around that's And that's so true that's because a big deal. we can't, you can't hide from those people that know no. you. They know They see you in the bad Dude. times. Yeah. They see you in the bad times. So, and and that's, that's, that's such a poignant thing. And I know a lot of times we use the illustration of marriage or parenting, but I think the people you work with, the people mm-hmm. that know you the best are the people that maybe have been through a tragedy or a hardship or a struggle have seen you lose right. it or seen you make mistakes Um, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my dad used to say all the time, you know, you know, showing up and doing what you, and following through Mm -hmm. are, are some of the most manly things you'll ever do in your life. That's right. Yeah. That's sweet. (laughs) And I remember thinking, oh, that's like a super understatement. And then I got my first job Mm -hmm. where I worked full time Mm -hmm. and Monday morning came Yeah, and I went, yeah, why is this so hard? (laughs) You know, showing up is a big deal. So showing up is, I mean, that's, that is, that's a real test for a lot of people. And I, and I, I take that to the spiritual sense and I really do feel like that's, that's all God really wants us to do is to get it to his feet Mm -hmm. and be willing to, to be present with him. Um, golly. So, I mean, last time in this, I think we've continued this conversation of kind of defining this, the pitfalls and looking back and saying like, Hey, if we could do some things differently or Mm -hmm. even kind of giving some wisdom to you, Jesse, and then having you ask some great questions, uh, clarifying questions. Um, you know, I don't want to leave this podcast without at least offering some kind of active things we can be doing, knowing that Mm. that's a very difficult thing to do. Um, and you know, researching this just a tad and reading books on this, uh, you know, the, the one that I grew up with reading when I was probably was wild at heart by John Eldridge. Mm -hmm. And it was this concept of like this soldier, this brave person inside of each of us that needs to hear and go on an adventure and call other peoples to go on an adventure with them. And that's the, that's the God has put in each man. And I remember that, that was just a fantastic book that kind of helped me get, but, Knowing that there's tons of resources, tons of directions we could go. Um, I want to give some clarification on what I feel like has been a healthy thing for me. Ravi gave a, a sermon at a, a uh, it was one of the old promise keepers in 1997. And it was just, I mean, there was just thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of people in the stadium. You can look it up on YouTube if you want to. It's called Draw the Line, but it's it's actually called uh, Godly uh, Character of a Godly Man. It's a horrible sermon title. It's, it sounds extremely bo- yeah. like, boring, but it's totally 90s. So was this in a big stadium somewhere? It's a somewhere. big stadium, massive yeah. stadium, uh, to mainly men. and Bill McCartney was the founder of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who played at Mizzou, by the way. I'm just yeah, well, that. Go ahead. Almond water? Is That's that our, almond yeah, water? No, that in. <laughs> Had to balance the Oregon hat here. (laughs) By the way, your hat matches Jesse's shoes. Did you know that? He's my disciple. Okay. Purposeful. It's a little distracting. (laughs) But go ahead. I'm sorry. We digress. So in in this stadium full of people, he's trying to tell these men how to walk as godly men of character. 
And, uh, you know, I've, I've always loved, you know, Martin Luther King has that thing, like the color of your skin rather than, the, you know, the concept of the character. And mm-hmm. I've always thought a man's character reveals who they really are. You mm-hmm. know, that whether they're respected normally is based off their character, you know, and, you know, character is based off your conduct, you know, yeah. and what you say, and what you do, and what mm-hmm. you think. So he draws three lines in the sand and he says, all men need to do this. Draw three lines in the sand and finding an Old Testament person that is a godly man that you would want to model your life off mm-hmm. is actually more difficult than you, think it is. You, than you think it is. <laughs> you know, God, we were just talking about this before, like David, you're yeah. like, that's who you run to. But then you realize like he was a pretty bad dad, very absent, yeah. um, allowed some really terrible things mm-hmm. to happen between his kids. Had kids out of wetlock, murdered people, um, had too much blood on his hands to build the temple. I mean, he really had. But in the end, God still said he was mm-hmm. a man after his own heart. Which should be an encouragement to us. It should be an encouragement. Mm-hmm. I haven't you done don't it. have to be perfect. I don't think, goodness, I don't, I don't think I'll get to that level. But, you know, but at the same time, I think he, Ravi draws on a character that is worthy of a little bit of inspection. And I love that he draws on a character that we don't know if really ever, if they got married or if they ever even had kids. Um, you know, it's really just more of a, a guy that was living as a man mm-hmm. and in his calling and it's Daniel. And I love what he draws three lines based on Daniel. He says, Daniel, um, resisted, he depended on God and then he had full confidence in who God was. And a man will do those three things. He will resist the things that are not of God or the things that would put something else in God's place. And then he will defend or he will depend, I should say, depend on God in the places that he knows he has limits that he cannot do because a man has to know his limits, selfless, humble. And then in the last, he will have full confidence to follow through, be courageous. Courage is strength found in the midst of the battle that was not there before. Mm -hmm. That's courage. That's what you need, that courage, that confidence you know, to find that. And Daniel did all three. He had a mm-hmm. special diet. He had this special way of living that was, yeah. out, you know, he said, no, I draw a line. It will not be persuaded by Babylon, mm-hmm. this, this nation. I will, I will live as one set apart as God's. I will depend on God though. In the situations where his life is at stake in front of Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. he says, I will depend on God. And then last, he has full confidence to go to the Daniel's lines. And he was a young man in he that was chapter one. Old. He was probably in his teens. Exactly. Cause he's the wisest. Yeah. Uh, well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed. The three buddies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Who had different names than they changed their names. Well, but. and that's that's even the sign of Daniel where he refuses to even let his name be changed. You know, the Belcher other three sure. let their let their name. Yeah. But he does they never reference it. He no. was like, No, I'm not that. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's crazy. But he was a young man, so mm-hmm. I, I always wonder about his parents. They must have done. I mean, they're they're had to exiled in Babylon. They've seen this horrible destruction of the temple and their home mm-hmm. in Jerusalem and the outskirts of wherever they lived in Judah. You'd think. And yet they raise this very godly young mm-hmm. man who's able to stand up to the king of Babylon, the most Absolutely. powerful man in the world. Yep. And that inner strength, yes. I think, is God-given. But yeah. also, he had he must have had a good father. He must, he have. must have had somebody that led him into scripture, prayer, yep. and dependence on God. I think there's such a powerful thought, though, in the growth of those three things. And we were, mm-hmm. I was talking about this just before, but... You know, the idea of resisting and then depending and then finding confidence, mm-hmm. I think they, they grow on each other. And I think that's a repeated process through different stages of being a man. I do think yeah. what, what maybe is a temptation at 60 was not the same temptation at 20, but you still have to res- resist, depend, mm-hmm. and then find your confidence in God over and over again. 
And I think you start that when you're younger and a teen. But I think like we were yeah. talking about earlier, my my resistance is in my 30s is to start over. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. a God and maybe I'll just try this over again. I mean, you never get to that point in life. At least I haven't yet. And I'm turning 60 next week, as we established mm-hmm. last time. Um, you never get to that point where you've made it, you know, spiritually, yeah. where you can just rest on your laurels, so to speak. You've always got to be, if you're not growing, you're going to be dying. Yep. You're going to be falling back. And, and Satan loves to pick off people who are overconfident, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, in themselves. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Paul says, you know, uh, somewhere, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, he yeah. says uh, something about, you know, be careful lest you fall. Yep. And And I think you always have to be aware of that. So whether you're 20 or 60 or 35, yep. I mean, Satan is always crouching. He's, crouched. he's, he's, he's ready. That darn guy. He's so busy <laughs> all the time. He never rests. Um, he, he's, he's smart. He's, he's been around a long time. He's smarter than you are. Yep. He's stronger than you are. And he's going to take you down, especially if you're older mm-hmm. and you are a leader in the church or you're a leader in your family. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a bigger prize for Satan than to take that. Well, it takes everything down underneath you yeah. in a way. Right. Can can break the the ripple effects can be mm-hmm. just, I mean. And we all know that, that that's one of the reasons why we have to continually put our faith in Christ. It should never be in man. And Paul pushes that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, do not believe in me. I, I look to Christ, look to Christ, look to Christ. If you're going to do anything, see Christ right. in me. You know, yes. don't see me, see Christ. Right. Um, um, one of the things Ravi sets that whole concept up with in Daniel is this thought that I've said multiple ways here, but it's basically like the greatest temptation of man is to put everything in, uh, all your eggs, all your expectations and some ultimate pleasure that in the end leaves you wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the temptation of every man is to, to put your, you know, one apple. You know, well, that's I was thinking of Eve. I mean, yeah. I was thinking of Adam and Eve, and, the, and that's yeah. that's Satan's mo from day one, which is to promise something that he can't deliver on. that he can't deliver on, yep. and have you go whole hog into it, and then you discover after it's too late, there's nothing there. I mean, and the greatest temptation I think facing this generation, obviously, is pornography for men, mm-hmm. right? I, I just think right. it's flat out like we can't ignore that, mm-hmm. and I think if you look into it, that's exactly what it is. It promises what it never physically can deliver, right? Right. You know, and the intimacy and what it is. Um, Where it offers something that's a fake mm-hmm. versus what's God intended to be real and substantial and well, fulfilling. It, and, yes. it, you know, he, he dangles something in front of you with the thought that maybe it would be those things. Mm-hmm. And then once you yeah. bite into it, it's it's, it's never there. It's that it's, Jacob and Esau moment, right? Yeah, that yeah, bread, yeah. that pe- that One bowl, bowl of soup, soup rather than the, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the inheritance of the kingdom. Yeah. Gave you it know, all away. And you, yeah. you miss... You, you you stay hungry in the moment, but you you inherit something that lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that's that whole idea of resisting. It's drawing the line and telling yourself, saying, you know, my appetites do not reign in this place. God is fulfilling me. God is something I can yeah. depend on, right. right? And I can move to that dependence on Him. And then when you get there, you go, no, 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 and not just depend on, but I have full confidence He will fulfill. Right. All that he says he has, he is, he is somebody that even if I die, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And Jesus says on the Sermon on the Mount, you know, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
for what? For, for righteousness. For righteousness. For righteousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a God-given thing. We we're not born thirsty and no. hungering for righteousness. At least mm-hmm. I wasn't. Maybe no. you were no. since no. you were PK. No. <laughs> but anything. I, 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 Jesse was. But, <laughs> no, but me, no. Uh, but that is, you know, when you, when you take in Scripture, I mean, when they're led by the Holy Spirit, then you develop that hunger. I've seen that, mm-hmm. uh, particularly my oldest son. He has this hunger now for the Word of God that, that he never yep. had before. And it's it's a gift from the Holy Spirit. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you take that that hunger for righteousness, which replaces the hunger. You're going to be hungering for something yep. in life. Yep. So you might as well take something that is God-given good and go after that, which yep. which blesses you. See, the difference between Satan is you go after what he wants and you get nothing. You go after what God wants and you get everything and, you get everything and more. Yep. You know, what's the, the prayer in Ephesians uh, two tw- yep. uh, 320? That you do more than you, more than you can ever ask for or even imagine. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. the mind is not seen, the ear is not heard, what the no. plans are of God. So for those that love Christ um, Jesus. So, you know, you, you hunger and thirst for... For those things, mm-hmm. you know, then you're gonna. And I've always, I've always said this in in our youth, but also up up front that you know those beatitudes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. The beginning of Matthew, and they kind of build on each other. And the one that I think when we're when trying to resist the things that are unrighteous, it's mm-hmm. blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Yeah. When when you mm-hmm. when you purity leads to clarity every time. Purity leads to clarity every time. Mm-hmm. And so as you're trying to seek righteousness, getting a pure heart, making some decisions in your life to provide some purity. Gives yeah. you the clarity to see what right. really is out there. And then you hunger and thirst for it, right? Yeah. You're yeah, like, right. no, I didn't want that insignificant thing. I want that. Right. And it changes it changes your whole mindset. And it's funny that that, that is one of the hardest things to do. And it is definitely mm-hmm. one of the manliest things to do. Yeah. When you go after something that is difficult and hard. And you know it's something that not everybody can do. That's that challenge, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's ultimately that challenge that you go, you know what? You want a challenge in your life? Live like a man. Mm -hmm. Live like a man. Don't live like a child who gives into his appetites, who eats whatever's right in front of him, what tastes better, what's best. Don't depend on your own things in a selfish way. Live selfishly. You know, don't have confidence because in your own abilities and, you know, not seeing your limitations because you're a child. You know, thinking you can jump off mm-hmm. anything, do anything, but yeah. have a proper perspective. So after listening to all this, yeah. Jesse, what are you thinking? What do you, I mean, what are, you, what are you thinking here? I mean, you're you're right in that, and I'm Jed. I'm you're, you might be next, so be ready. Uh, what do you you know? What are you thinking? I mean, we're yeah, that's sick stuff. I still think I need a little bit more clarification. And I know I asked this question earlier, but it's like, is being a man something to be achieved, or is it a characteristic to strive for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if it means resisting temptation, I'll never be a man fully. Like yeah. I will fall yeah. short right. again and again, and I'll lean on the grace of the cross, but then I'll never be a man in those mm-hmm. definitions. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering: should I look at it as something to be achieved, or something to strive for? I would say strive for, um, because uh, I don't think it's something you can just arrive at and say, "Okay, I've I've reached that goal, yeah. and this now I can yeah, I can check that off my uh, my to do list and go on to something else." I, th- I think it's something. Because, you know, God wants you not just to be a man, but he wants you to be a godly man. He wants you to be a godly man in doing certain things that only you can do. So he's always going to be challenging He's yeah. you. He's always going to be growing you. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be um, putting obstacles mm-hmm. and crises yeah. and uh, trials mm-hmm. in your in your path. You know, James uh, 1, chapter mm-hmm. Chapter one, verse two, consider yep. pure joy. Now, that's a really hard verse. Time. Consider yep. pure joy. When you face trials of many, many kinds. kinds. So you're going to face trials. 
and you might as well use them to grow and to be stronger. Yeah. But I, th- I think it's a process. I don't think you get a stamp on your forehead that says yeah. you've, you've joined the man club and here's your yeah. card. And, and I'd make one clarification because I think, I think I'm on an exact track with you. I would tell you this. And you can disagree. No, 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 no. And I'm, I don't know if I'm disagreeing. I want to I make the clarification because yeah. like I, I say this, the sanctification process is my recognition of my position, not that anything has changed does that make sense? Yes. So the mm-hmm. concept here is that God has done the finished work. You are who God has called you to be. He sees you yeah. as the man that you are, but he is constantly calling you into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You are still one foot in, in the world that you are. You're still one foot mm-hmm. in this, but you are fully in with Christ. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And so there are definitely going to be times where you see, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in this brokenness. But you're fully yeah. restored in Christ. And yeah. so there's that identity. It's that faith thing, right? How, I, how am I saved if I still sin? Yeah. Because it wasn't dependent on you. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's look at Peter, for example. Yeah. Okay, so Perfect. Peter uh, rejects Jesus there in the courtyard yeah. in front of a, what, a, a servant girl? A 16-year-old girl. Yeah, a servant girl. girl. Mm-hmm. And, and then 50 days later, Pentecost, Yep. he stands up in front of the Sanhedrin and the three. How many people are there? Over 3,000 because 3,000 mm-hmm. came to face. So maybe there were six or 10,000, whoever. But he stood up in front of everybody yep. and proclaimed Jesus as risen and yep. as his Lord and yep. Savior. So yep. was Peter not a man 50 days earlier and was a man on the. Yeah. F- yep. That's and a good question. Now, here, here's what I, th- what I love about that story. One is it gives me, again, a lot of hope that even yep. though I really mess up, God can use something for me. Yep. But what I really love about that is that 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 Jesus came to Peter if you look at uh, Luke 22 mm-hmm. he says Peter he says Simon Simon mm-hmm. you know say I'm praying for you Simon has asked to sift you as wheat but I'm praying for you and you mm-hmm. will restore your yep. brothers and you yep. will be so what I love about that story is that Jesus knew Peter yep. better than Peter knew Peter knew Peter knew Peter absolutely okay Jesus knew. Jesus knows you and me better than we know ourselves, or anyone else knows you. And I think yeah. He can see the man in us yes. that we are not. Yes, yet, oh. and that's, that we that are was not. The distinction that I was trying to make. Yeah. It was just to say, like, the, this process is not a thing of God hoping one day that you'll get to a certain place. Mm-hmm. God sees that, knows who you are, and is getting you to recognize it. Mm-hmm. And so, when you ask, like, is it a process or is it? You know, is that something you do? I'm like uh, both in my mind. I'm like, it, it's it's you stepping into what you have been called to be and oh. do by God. And it is something that you act out because that's your calling. Oh. That's who you are. You are Jesse, you know, yeah. you are the you are the man of God that he's called you to be, mm-hmm, whether you recognize it mm-hmm. or not. Because he did the same thing with Peter. And, I, I you mm-hmm. know, just to make it even more culturally, you know, Peter took three years before he wasn't a racist. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, he does this, leads all these people. And then three yeah. years later, yeah. Paul's like confronting him because he won't sit with the Gentiles mm. in their meals in Jerusalem. And he's like, what is this? Yeah. You preach to the nations and then you won't sit with your brothers. And it's like, so even then he's yeah. learning he's still, lessons three years later. He still has a few slip ups. You know, slip-ups. Still, yeah. you know yeah. it's yeah. like, you know, he's still on that path to, you know, yeah. full maturity and he's leading the church in a brilliant way. Mm. And I think, whether you're 20 or whether you're on the journey past that, I think, mm-hmm. I think we all have places, like you said, where we have to lay down our expectations, lay down our pride yeah, and go, gosh, I have to learn uh, to close this illustration. I just, I've always loved this thought of what a man truly is. It's the Viking soldier that is able to defend his family. 
right? This mm-hmm. just Saxon warrior from Germany mm-hmm. that I just picture resisting the Romans, you know, at this time, and then holding his brand new baby with the same hands. Mm-hmm. And I think God calls us to recognize that he needs us, that we have influence and power and can a lot of times with might take what we want and be selfish with our power for gains. He longs for us to tenderly take Mm -hmm. care of the things that he loves the most Mm -hmm. and to put them first. Mm -hmm. And I think men who are of God see the heart of the father and do that well with everything they have. They tenderly take care of with selfish or selfless Mm -hmm. love the things that God loves and they do it with all their strength. And that's a picture of Jesus, too. I mean, Jesus was the, the cross, right? Well, I mean, he was the picture of both incredible strength, incredible, incredible bravery, uh, could face um, the most powerful people of his time, from Pilate to the Sanhedrin to whoever. Um, and yet he wanted the little children to come to him. And, and they wanted to be with him. And they him. wanted to be with him, you know. Yeah. And he, so he had that extremely tender side. You know, the Bible describes him as, uh, you know, a tender like a, like a broken reed or a smoldering wick, you know, something that's very fragile. Yep. Uh, and yet with that vulnerability, he has an incredible strength. Well, the crowds describe him over and over as a man who speaks with authority. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Who is this guy that, you know, teaches this way? Um, you know, and I think that's that's our journey, right? To do that in Christ with, with well, his. Well, yeah, to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. Want, hey, you're your yeah, that's <laughs> You're absolutely right. Maturation. And it, it, it's funny that you end. It's funny that we end there because I do think um, the gospel is just something that I continually see its power to teach all things. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you really get the picture of the cross and we really get the picture of what Jesus is doing there, you see it that I would do that for my kids in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would lay my life down for anything they need, and I would do it, and I wouldn't think twice. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense, right? That the cross would do that and teach manliness as much as it would teach anything else so this has been a brilliant discussion i love getting this thank you so much for thank coming you on john thank you appreciate yeah, thanks for being thank here jesse jed i appreciate you back there i know we didn't get to that last question but i know you had a spectacular answer ready for us <laughs> love your smile man Hey, uh, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope this has been helpful. Leave a comment in uh, any of the sections that you had a question on. Maybe you had a question like Jesse that maybe we didn't get to or something important. You need some clarification. Make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, and continue the discussion. We'll be back on Thursday with another edition, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to just learn how to learn and uh, love doing it. So you guys have a great and glorious day on the Lord. We'll see you later.